What's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, November 11th. No, that's wrong. <clears throat> November 4th. Always always looking ahead. I got one eye on the present, one eye on the future. That's how we, that's how we stay ahead of the trends here at uh, you know Beantown Podcast, now streaming on Beantown Networks. I tell you what, everyone's got to have a podcast these days. We're going to talk Real Housewives in a second here, but Whitney Whitney Rose, one of the stars of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, just announced she's going to drop a podcast in 2023. Boy, it seems like, you know, five years ago, no one's ever heard of a podcast. All of a sudden, Beantown Podcast comes out, and whoa, everyone's getting in on the action. So I don't know if there's some sort of kind of overarching royalty that we could get off of that, but it seems like... It seems like I've been besmirched to a certain extent. B e s m i r c h e d. Speaking of long, confusing, tricky words, don't let me forget to play Wordle later. Maybe we'll play Wordle live on air. That could be good. Wordle live? Let's do it. All right, let's let's do it after we get through our stuff here. We'll do it while I'm fresh, um, and that's good because I was looking for like an hour to fill today. So that's good. My name is Quinn David Furness. I am the host of the show the showrunner, the executive producer. I kind of do it all. Kind of like Mike White uh, with the White Lotus, which just dropped uh, the season two premiere this past week. It's set in uh, Italy, uh, Sicily to be more specific this time around. The only returning cast member is Jennifer Coolidge. And that will also uh, John Grease, who um, was introduced kind of, I think like halfway through season one. You might know him as Uncle Rico. He was in. Uh, he's he's back. So it's basically him. Those two. I, I don't think there's anyone else uh, who showed up in episode one. That was in episode two. It's just the two of them. Uh, but other people that star. There's, it's a lot of people I don't know. Season season one had a had a lot of people I, I I I knew. And if you're wondering, well, who's Mike White, the guy who literally like created this wrote it directed it all that stuff he's a pretty he pretty smart guy the only time i've ever seen him act is it's pretty niche but you'll recall he plays the uh the real substitute teacher the um sort of the roommate i think to jack black in school of rock that's mike white uh kind of the sad sack kind of looks like uh like a um toby flenderson whatever paul whatever his name is but Season one of uh, Lieberstein, that's his name. Season one of The White Lotus was a loaded cast. It had, you know, the the main characters were uh, like, what's his name? Jake Lacey, I think, the guy from the last season of The Office. And Alexandria Daddario. And uh, Greg Zahn, is that his name? The guy from uh, Daddy Daycare. Of course, Daddy, you know. Trip, uh, that that movie was a triple threat, really. Eddie Murphy, Jeff Garland, Zahn, is that his name, I think? Um, and then you had, like, Sydney Sweeney. Um, what's the what's the mom's name? She's a super uh, famous uh, actress. We're going to get there. The, uh, the, the main character, or, like, the, uh, the hotel manager, I can't, he's not, like, a Hollywood name or anything, but he was fantastic as well, a New Zealand guy. 
Let's see. Of course, Jennifer Coolidge was there, the cast for season one. I'm just trying to remember. Murray Murray Bartlett was the name of the guy who played uh, the sort of hotel manager in season one. He's absolutely spectacular. Connie Britton, she played a mom. That's who I was trying to come up with. Steve Zahn, not, I think I said Greg Zahn. Steve Zahn, uh, yeah, I think that, that pretty much covers like the big names, but that's that's pretty uh, it's pretty stacked. Season two, the only only names I really know are uh, Aubrey Plaza, and of course uh, Jay Cool. That's what we call her in the industry. And John Grease. I don't think there's anyone else. Uh, oh wait, no, 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 no. That's not true. Uh, Imperioli from Sopranos. He's he's on this one. He he's kind of filling in that uh, that Steve Zahn uh, role from last season. The kind of midlife crisis dad role so he those are i think the only four actors i know but it's it's i love it it's a great show it's very uncomfortable if you if you miss white lotus season one go go get an hbo login definitely encourage you to watch it you don't need to have seen season one to be ready for season two um there's very little kind of connect but i think it's good i'm a fan so yeah i'm 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 a i'm a white lotus stan if you will you know love using that term without really knowing what it means kind of like Kyrie Irving uh quick quick anti-semitism sidebar because uh, we're bound to be asked you know Quinn you know everyone's talking about anti-semitism these days are you anti-semitic and I'll say no I'm not I stand for the for the the Jewish people and that's what Kyrie Irving should have said and since he didn't it's all stemming from this stupid Kanye West stuff Kyrie Irving has been suspended at least five games by his own team. And I was just checking the NBA standings. We're like two weeks, three weeks into the season now because I I follow the Bulls, but I don't really follow the overall league. And man, the Nets are just a dumpster fire so far. They fired Steve Nash. Uh, You know, they're supposed to be great. They got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, and they are just terrible. And then in the West, the Golden State Warriors are like three and six as well at the time of this. So it's uh it's it's kind of weird so far bucks are undefeated the Cavs only have one loss stuff's getting crazy let's mention here and then we're going to play wordle uh well first we'll 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 play wordle first but listener discretion is advised and then we'll get to uh Real Housewives briefly, because we didn't talk about it last week. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Um, I want to thank, uh, before I before we get into Worldle, I want to thank everyone who tuned in last week to our 250th episode. It was a it was a cosmic coming together. Our Halloween Spooktacular and our 250th episode, we were joined by a uh, special guest, the mayor of Spooktown. It was a really good time. Uh, it was full of laughs, love, drinks, and, you know, just an overall fun time. So that was a great episode. If you missed it, you can go check it out uh, wherever you find your podcast or if you want to check out our YouTube channel, you can find us uh, at Quinn David Furness. Okay, so my, uh, my, my, week, my, my daily routine here, more of a weekday thing than a weekend thing, but I always, I always play Wordle, then Wordle, and then Quartle. And I used to play Hurdle. But I don't play that. I, I always just forget about it. Hurdle is kind of, for me, is like, it's half of the time I have never heard of the song in my life. If you don't know Hurdle, they'll play a one-second clip. If you don't know it, then you get two seconds and, and so on and so forth. 
so if you've never heard of the song in your life, you can't guess it because it's not like, oh, I, it could be this. Like, no, it's it's Booty Clap by, you know, Drake, and I've never heard that song before. So the other, like, then there's, like, you know, 40, 40% of the time um, I would say that I, I've heard it and I can get it pretty easily. And then there, and then like the 10% is the fun stuff, right? Where it's like, you got to really pay attention and it might not be the first time, but you can figure out. And that, that 10% is what I want to be like 75%. That's what I want to expand upon, but it is what it is. And I just haven't played recently, but usually I'll play on the train in the morning. I'll go Wordle first. Usually that starts off easier and then Wordle kind of the classic, the OG. And then we finish off with Quartle where you have nine guesses to get four words. So that was the phone. Okay. World is, is tougher to convey with the uh, audio only, but I'm looking at a, a country. It's all got, it's, it looks small, but it's kind of hard to tell. All these borders are extremely squiggly, no straight lines or anything like that. It's kind of, uh, kind of, uh, you know, got four almost distinct sides to it, slightly longer east to west than it is north to south. Uh, but it looks like a, a ton of rivers or mountains or maybe whomever was was drawing these maps back in the 8th century AD was having a stroke or something. But I don't know. This might be Switzerland. That's going to be my first guess. Bang. Nailed it. Switzerland is one of those countries where, you know, I, I couldn't, like, if you asked me to draw it just off the top of my head, it would it would be absolutely terrible. Um but if you're if you're curious what I was looking at, you're trying to, you know, determine. Gosh, is Switzerland really that hard to uh, to come up with? I urge you to go check out a map view, and you'll see that it's just kind of like, you know, it's it's a lot easier to you know when you're seeing it in the context of France and Italy and Austria and Germany to be like, oh yeah, obviously that's Switzerland. But if you take out all of that, then it's kind of like you know you don't see the lakes or anything. Those borders are crazy, man, especially up in the mountains, the Alps. Like, how do they they just follow, like, a, a mountain ridge, I'm guessing, is what they did there on that southern border. But, um, man, that's that's nuts. Even the northwest border with France, that must be a river, I suppose. A river with no name. It just says this. There's a lake here. It says La Dubs. The Dubs River. Like, Romeo Dobbs. D-O-U-B-S. Anyways, all right, let's play uh, Wordle here, and then we're going to uh, jump into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Okay, so uh, uh, kind of trade secret here, pun intended. My first word lately has been trade. For a while, it was train. I decided to go trade lately instead. Obviously, the big difference is uh, you get a D-E instead of an I-N, and to me, that's that's pretty much like an even split, but I've, I've realized I would just rather have the E. Um, you know, in the long run. So uh, let's go trade. First guess, if you haven't played Wordle yet for Friday, November 4th, you're not going to want to listen to this or you're going to want to pause, play, and come back. Okay, so we got we have a yellow T and nothing else. Um, the next thing I'm going to do, I try to, you know, keep, I try to incorporate the yellow and then get four new letters, obviously. Uh, so we're going to go split, S-P-L-I-T, like a banana split. We have the yellow P and a yellow T, so T doesn't start or, or finish the word. P is not in the second spot. I feel like I'm doing a LSAT prep right now. 
with those stupid logic games. Okay, so next let's try to um, let's see. We we there's no A, there's no E. We haven't, uh, and there's no I. So we're 0 for 3 on vowels so far. We haven't incorporated an O or a U. So let's try to find a way to do that. Let's go P O Pouty. P O U T Y. Those words ending in Ys can be tricky sometimes. Uh, but I like this because we're getting letters in places where they could be. And uh, we're incorporating the last of those vowels, even the Y. So let's see it out. Let's see how it goes. Pouty. Uh, starts with a P. O is not in the second, but it's a yellow, and a T is in the fourth spot. So we go green, yellow, black, green, black. So we have P in the first spot, T in the fourth spot, and an O in either the third or the fifth spot. Okay, uh, next I'm going to guess photo. This is either going to be right or we're going to know for sure where the O is. So P H O T O, photo, is my fourth guess, and boom goes the dynamite. There it is. Got Wordle on four. That's a that's a tough word. That's not an impossible word by any means. But it's not like the easiest word. So I'm pretty proud of that. Wordle on four. There we go. A, a solid Friday. It was a good I, I I love I love it when the the logical reasoning is just even if we don't get it on two or three, it's like I followed my heart and my argument was sound. And I got got there eventually. So you got to be proud of that. So Real Housewives, Salt Lake City. We didn't do a recap last week. We were too preoccupied with a lot of different things. And so I have not pulled up a recap. I don't have anything in front of me. I'm, I'm trying to go off the top of my head because we got two episodes to recap. I'm going to try to give it to you uh, just kind of character by character. And we'll intertwine when we need to. So we start off with... Uh, bad weather, I guess, is a good place to to pick it up. So essentially, Whitney, when we say bad weather, we're, we're referencing Whitney and Heather, two cousins. And, it, you know, frankly, we only got five housewives to keep up with right now. And one of them is about to go to prison. So they're dropping like flies. So there was a girl's trip that kind of kicked off the season to Arizona. And Whitney is going through some... Uh, she she's uncovering some childhood trauma and she's just pretty much incapable of, of dealing with it, I guess is a good way to say that. And uh, so she's responding in some unpredictable ways. Basically there's this wild rumor going around that Lisa Barlow has been uh, performing various acts to uh, a variety of people around town in order to promote her tequila brand. And there's just a million rumors, and it's stupid, and it's kind of hard to, you know, keep track of everything. But Whitney and Heather and a friend, uh, I don't need Angie, who's gonna, who's becoming more important. They're trying to make Angie a thing, especially in this episode from this past Wednesday, two days ago. And we're gonna get to that in a second here. But Whitney is like talking to everyone in the group, and basically, tr- Whitney is just the worst at like bringing things up at an appropriate time so everyone's super drunk and she's telling lisa like we've heard these rumors like heather heard them too you know our friend angie told them to us at a jazz game and heather's like i didn't hear this i'm not i i you know i can't corroborate the story i just didn't hear that and and lee or uh whitney just freaks out and she's like you don't have my back like 
and and Heather's like, well, what do you want me to say? Like, I didn't hear that. And Heather's completely in the right on this stuff. And Whitney is just freaking out because she feels like, you know, Heather's her cousin. She's supposed to be her best friend. She feels, oh, you're not supporting me. Even though, you know, Heather is just like, I didn't hear that. So I can't say anything about that. Like 100%. So combined with all of her like trauma and stuff that she's trying to go through, Whitney basically feels like no one has her back right now. Um, And I will say that Heather kind of, uh, Heather hasn't had a great response to like, Whitney opening up about this stuff and that she's going through this stuff. And so there's just some tension there. And so that's kind of what's going on. They're they're they've kind of made up by now, but they're a little bit on the ropes. So with Lisa, you've got all this, all these rumors going around, and apparently they're stemming from Angie, who again is kind of this at this point in the season, like an unofficial six housewife, but we don't really care for her. And Meredith who is is not a fan of Lisa right now because Lisa freaked out on her behind closed doors at the end of last season, called her some very, very nasty things. Uh, Meredith is doing a sneaky lawyer job of like spreading some stuff and then walking back. So she's just kind of being a little snake to try to get back at Lisa, which I guess you could say is justified perhaps. Um, so there, there's kind of all that stuff going on. Meanwhile, Jen Shaw is kind of just living in her own world. Uh, we're still at the point, you know, because they filmed this back in February or March or whenever it was, to where she was now at this stage at the time, like the last person left who hadn't taken a plea deal, and she was still preparing to go to trial. Now, of course, fast forward, you know, eight months or whatever, and she is uh, has pled guilty. Uh, her sentencing, I think, is next month, I think, is when it is. Uh, right before the holidays, I believe right before Christmas. So she's getting ready to hit the slammer probably at some point in 2023. And according to Andy Cohen, she's no longer part of Real Houses of Salt Lake City. So you're seeing the last of Jen Shaw right now. Uh, at the end of the uh, the previous episode, uh, there there was a ski trip that was planned. It wasn't that, you know, interesting or crazy. They were just kind of doing stuff. And then the only real kind of nugget that happened was at the end because everyone was there, including Angie. Uh, Angie had wanted to talk to Lisa to try to like clear the air about some rumors and stuff. And, and Lisa was just like, no, I don't have anything nice to say, so we're not going to talk. And of course, for, for dramatic purposes, Angie's like, oh my God, like a total freak out. So that episode, that, that one two weeks ago, was, was pretty lackluster. Now we get to this past week's episode, things are heating up a little bit. So we get we get two good storylines going now from Heather. First, she's working on a book, a memoir, uh, by an autobiography called Bad Mormon. She's going to, you know, talk about her troubles with her childhood and the church and all that stuff. So that's that's number 1. She, and she's way behind on deadlines. Number 2, she's she's decided, you know, she's not longer no longer part of the Mormon community, but she's still seeking out that uh that community feel that social sense that she got from the church many years ago so she's decided to start her own non-religious choir and all the housewives are going to be auditioning for it so she's got a theater rented out for auditions and she's kind of preparing for that this whole episode and i guess she got a third thing this was a big heather episode like half of the screen time was her uh they're trying to expand beauty lab her business into a second location but they're also running behind on that. I get the sense that Heather has like a lot of um, ambitions 
in goals and they're good things, but she's, she's just not the best at executing them or doesn't know how to put, uh, employees or people she works with in the right position to succeed. That's kind of my, my take. Um, let's see, we get a weird, there was very little Meredith in this episode, maybe five minutes of screen time. The only really thing we got was Meredith and her husband, Seth, and we're now coming back to Angie. I mentioned she'd have a bigger role. They go on a uh, double date, a little dinner with Angie and her husband, Chris, which another Chris, I know you're saying that fans of Potomac will say, well, we got, we got white Chris, candy ass's husband. In case you're wondering, who's candy ass? C-A-N-D-I-A-C-E, candy ass. She's just pronounced her name Candace, but how how can you not play around with that extra eye? So Candy Ass and Chris, but then also Monique, who's no longer on the show, she got fired after she after she attacked Candy Ass of all people. Her husband Chris Samuels uh, played for the Washington uh, Commies, although they were not called that back in the day. He was an offensive lineman, I think, and now they're divorcing. Two Chris's from Potomac. There's probably Chris's in other franchises, franchises I don't even know about. Now we have another Chris. But this Chris is by far the worst one because earlier in the episode, we've been talking, they've been showing some weird Instagram posts from this new burner account called Shaw Exposed. But it's not just about Jen Shaw, it's just like the total rumor mill. And they were spreading, that account was spreading some stuff about Lisa. And. This Chris guy, Angie's husband, is like super giddy about it, and he can't—he just can't control his his little secret anymore. Turns out, this fifty-year-old middle-aged white guy with like this big beard is behind this Real Housewives like burner rumor mill account, and he's just like so excited to share it with Meredith and Seth, and they're just sitting there like, "What?" Because it's like it's not that this account was like coming after Meredith or anything, so. Otherwise, Meredith would have been pissed off with them, obviously. But it's like, what are you doing? You're like a middle-aged white guy, and you're like excited to share this. So Chris and Angie, they're not even part of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, but they are easily, easily last in the, the Salt Lake City Housewives power rankings. That's how little I think of them. So that's pretty much what's going on with, with Meredith and Seth. Meredith really hasn't gotten a lot to do. Uh, this season, we really don't have any like good personal storylines. It's all just like reactionary to other things going on. Um, I'm trying to think. Whitney had one scene with Lisa, but it was at yoga, and they weren't talking about anything that interesting. Uh, the the choir auditions are really what you know people are looking forward to. I think Jen Shaw goes on a on a, on a date with her husband, Coach Shaw. Of course, you know him as the defensive uh, backs coach at the University of Utah, and it's at one of those like play places where there's all like the foam things, and you can like push each other with like the foam rollers, basically, or you can do the monkey bars, or basically an adult jungle gym. And I read this online, and it's pretty. It's funny and also potentially completely accurate. Coach Shaw, who's also an attorney, uh, or or used to be, I don't know if he he still has his license. <laughs> he's he's throughout the season so far taken uh, Jen Shaw on a couple of different dates that are uh, maybe sneakily getting her ready for life in prison to be able to defend herself, which is like kind of a funny joke, but also could legit like be what coach Shaw is trying to do 
So, oh, I forgot. There's one other really good storyline. Two episodes, or maybe this this was even more like three or four episodes ago. Lisa's oldest son, I think his name is Jack, but I don't really remember. You know him as the owner of Fresh Wolf, which is like Axe for young boys. Uh, he is basically saying, because I think he's like a junior in, co- in high school maybe, uh, maybe even a senior, I don't know, probably a junior. And he's like... Lisa's like, so what are you, what are you thinking about college? And he's like, well, I'm not going to go to college. And they had a kind of an awkward scene playing basketball and he's just, you know, keep being a moody teen. Well, we revisit that conversation on this episode and it's Lisa and her husband, John, who is like an all time top tier housewife husband, not because of anything in particular, but he's just like very level headed, very kind. Oh, I, I got speaking of husbands, one other thing to talk about, then we're going to wrap it up. Um, with, don't let me forget Justin Rose. Um, and so they revisit this conversation with their young, with their older son, Jack. And he's basically like, well, I'm just, you know, I've been watching some YouTube videos and some TikToks about like people who made it big and they didn't go to college and hats off to Lisa. Cause sometimes she's, she's really hard to like and pretty insufferable. She totally brings the hammer down and she's like, we are not going to be here to like support your business with more and more money, like you need an education. And it was just like an absolute bitch slap to the face, parent to kid. It was amazing to watch as someone who works in higher education and needs more tuition dollars. Uh, but no, it was, it was a really just like, it was like the realest I've seen a, a house I've seen be in a long time. And it was, uh, it was pretty enjoyable that that kid got, got what was coming to him. So I, I, I'm thinking he's going to go to college because otherwise he's going to be kind of screwed. So that was really good. Last thing here before we're finally done with Housewives, I promise. This was news maybe, you know, well, probably like 10 months ago at this point. But Justin Rose, who's like comes across on the cameras as a pretty like reasonable and, and nice guy, I think. Uh, but he's, he's all about MLM, MLMs, him and his husband and his wife, Whitney Rose. Well, he's apparently like pretty high up in this pyramid scheme at whatever business he was part of. And he got let go from his job. He got fired because last season, season uh, two of Real Houses of Salt Lake City, there was this very uncomfortable scene where he and Whitney or more more uh, spurred by Whitney's desires. They're like trying to kick their sex life back into gear. And they do this very uncomfy sex painting, body painting kind of thing. And uh, it was prominently featured in, in season two and, and very uncomfortably so. And once that, once that finally aired, they uh, execs at this company or whatever apparently were not too happy. And so Justin got fired. From his company. And uh, Whitney actually had a pretty rough reaction to it. She was all about like, she made it all about her basically and didn't seem to understand that. She basically felt like he got fired because they couldn't, these people at, at Justin's company couldn't stomach him being married to a successful businesswoman when obviously it was because they were doing like this uncomfortable sex painting on camera. And uh, she was just... She just handled it very poorly. So I got to tell you, like I've, I've been a Whitney defender for a while now, and she's she's sinking in the power rankings for me right now, and and Lisa Barlow's moving up. I think right now it would have to. We never really do a housewives power ranking, but it'd probably have to go something like 
at least where we are, you know, four or five episodes into Salt Lake City this season, I'd probably say for me, my number one's probably probably Heather, then Lisa, then Meredith, then Whitney, then Jen, then Mary, rest in peace, can't forget Mary, then probably Angie, even though she's not a real housewife, and then probably Jenny, who we've all kind of agreed to forget about because uh, she's just awful. And I really disliked her way before even the Trump stuff came out. So that's that's where we're at in Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Let's uh, do a quick shout out to our, our ad sponsors. Then I got one last thing for you. And then I got to get skedaddle in here. Not even going to try to spell that. I don't know. It's, it's kind of a... Is it Yiddish? I don't know where skedaddle comes from. Uh, thank you to our friends at Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you're going to want to trust an expert, someone who's safe, certified, and doubly insured. Call Steve at Home Pride Oregon, 541-410-0316, or go to homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316 for a home inspection today. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. Of course, our good friends, the Samson Q2U series, been bringing you crisp, clear audio quality since day one of the Beantown Podcast back in January 2018, a much simpler time. Actually, not really. 2016 to 2020 is kind of a blur. Uh, but when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And finally, our good friends, Cuts by Q, just did a nice little uh, shave by Q this morning, getting ready for the big Dad's Day weekend at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. we got a football game tomorrow. They're playing the Spartans. Uh, there have been mentions of apple picking. So, you know, it's going to be just one of those crazy champagne weekends that they speak about. And it'll be my third time in Champagne in the last, like, month and a half. So I'm becoming a, something of a regular at this point. Uh, but Cuts by Q, and you need to fresh do something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. The last thing I want to say, because I don't think we're going to, we're, we're it, it might be a little while for next week's episode to come out, episode 252, palindromic episode, because I'm flying to New York uh, next Thursday morning, working in Manhattan during the day, taking an Amtrak to Boston late Thursday night, working all day in Boston Friday meeting up with a cousin Friday night for supper and then flying back very early Saturday morning. Uh, so I'm, I would guess, and I, well, then we have an arcade fire concert Saturday night. So it's fully loaded. Then you got Vikings and bills the next day. So next weekend it's just boom, boom, boom. So I'm guessing, you know, this show is probably going to come out at some point, maybe midday Saturday, uh, if, if we get around to it or maybe late Sunday night, I'm not sure. So just in case you're wondering if it's a Friday, Late afternoon, you're thinking, hey, when is, uh, you know, Quinn forgot to upload? No, I'm just, uh, call me the working man. I'm just traveling. And so I'll get to it as soon as I am able, I promise. Uh, but next Friday, the reason I brought that up, next Friday is uh, Veterans Day. And I it got me thinking, like, we do, and I, I'm all, all about Veterans Day. But we never talk about Veterinarians Day. Taking that one step further, what about veteran veterinarians or veterinarian veterans? 
not just someone who served in, you know, Desert Storm and returned and now tends to, you know, cats and dogs, and not just someone who, I guess, whatever the opposite of that is. What about the 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 veterinarians or the veterans who were vets during the war? Like they serviced wartime animals. Okay, so who took care of the war horse? That's really what we're trying to get at here. Let's not be confused by, you know, hom- homophones here, veterinarian and, and veteran. Let's focus on the real heroes. And there's, you know, look, there's a hero in all of us. And there's more of a hero probably in a veteran than in a just a regular old Joe like me. But there's probably even more of a hero in a veteran veterinarian or a veterinarian veteran. So who took care of Warhorse? That's what I want to know about. Other an- other famous war animals. There's this bear, this Polish bear. I'm trying to remember his name was like Hercule or something. Polish bear, World War II is what I'm Googling. Wojciech. And apologies for my uh, Polish because I really have no idea how to say it. W-O-J-T-E-K. Lived for 21 years, from 1942 to 1963, was a Syrian brown bear, bought as a young cub at a railway station in Iran by Polish soldiers who had been evacuated from the Soviet Union. In order to provide for his rations and transportation, he was eventually enlisted officially as a soldier, I'm not guessing you, with the rank of private and was subsequently promoted a corporal. How many bears out there have been a corporal in World War II? He accompanied the bulk of the Corps to Italy, serving with the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. During the Battle of Monte Cassino in Italy in 1944, Wojciech helped move crates of ammunition and became a celebrity with visiting Allied generals and statesmen. After the war, he was mustered out of the Polish army and lived out the rest of his life at the Edinburgh Zoo in Scotland. So who took care of Wojciech? I mean, look, this bear is a total badass, and we, we should celebrate him on National Ursine Day. But also, someone had to take care of that guy. Someone had to tend to him. Someone had to train him. You know, he was probably in the gym five, six hours a day. He may have gotten smallpox. I don't know. We need to celebrate those people, too. And I'm sure there are other wartime animals. That can be uh, this week's Beantown Podcast uh, call to action. Email us, Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's Podcast at yahoo.com. What are some other wartime animals we should be aware of? We talked about uh, Balto and Togo on the show a couple weeks ago. They weren't wartime, but they are equally impressive, uh, saving pretty much the entire Western Hemisphere from from, uh, dying uh, with their gnome serum run. But yeah, I knew knew about Wojciech and... uh, what, oh, what one other one, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, Hannibal, not Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal, the uh, Tunisian guy, he brought elephants all the way from Tunisia to Italy, and he took the long way around rather than just taking a you know a carnival cruise line from Tripoli up to Sicily. He decided to go all the way through the Atlas Mountains. Across the the uh, Strait of Gibraltar, somehow I don't I don't know how that worked, and then over, you know, we talk about uh, Hannibal crossing the Alps. What about Hannibal crossing the Pyrenees? 
Do you, I guess if you just stay like where Monaco is, do you not really have to worry about the Pyrenees? I don't really know. But I feel like Monaco is kind of mountainous. How do they get those elephants through there? These are unanswered questions in history. More importantly, who was taking care of those elephants? They stepped on a, on a thorn. You got to get that out. Uh, they got a peanut stuck in their trunk. Got to get it out. Uh, tu- tuberculosis was rampant back in the you know, 4th century BC or whenever, whenever Hannibal was, was Roman North Africa. I actually have no idea. Was he a Punic Wars guy? I don't know. Should be the Tunic Wars, right? Tunisia, Tunic. Something got lost in translation there. But the veteran veterinarians, that's who I want to celebrate this Friday, November 11th. Happy Veterans Day. And especially happy Veterans Day to all the listeners. Uh, I'll finish up the show by saying hello to our friends in Pakistan, Hyderabad, Islamabad, Khyber Pass, and all those other good places. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the world. Actually, no, in Pakistan. Got a little overambitious there. Guys, that's what I got for you today on the Beantown Podcast. Thank you for listening to episode 251. And uh, yeah, hope you have a good weekend. Uh, Stay safe. Stay sane. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.